A lot of y'all haven't heard. There's this virus going around. A lot of y'all haven't heard. There's this virus going around. Brown, 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 brown. There's this virus going around. But the bad Christian podcast is here for you, even if you have that crazy flu. I know just what we are gonna do because I won't. What's up, buttholes? Welcome to the Bad Christian Podcast, episode 500. I won't do too much celebrating here or horn tooting of, of, of ourselves or anything like that. I just want to say thank you. It, it's just almost incredible to think what we've been through, how long it's been, that this still exists, that y'all are still here. Some of y'all are new. Some people are gone. And things just keep on moving, and there's always going to be new stuff, and there's always going to be old stuff. It's it, To be quite sincere, this whole Bad Christian experiment has been very moving and very transformational for me, and I want to say, in a very sincere way, thank you to everybody who's been a part of the community, the listenership, the Facebook group, the BC Club. It's a tremendous amount of the meaning of my life is contained in and around BC. It's, 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 it's a very important thing. I just want to say thank you. I won't say that uh, too much more. Today, Toby and I wanted to just hang out with some friends that have been in our universe. That's Dan Koch, Devin Shelton, Aaron Lunsford, and Matt McDonald. I think you guys know them really well. Dan's from the band Sherwood, and he has the You Have Permission podcast. Devin is in Emory. Aaron Lunsford is a, a, a drummer for As Cities Burn, and Matt McDonald of the Classic Crime I do think you guys are familiar with them, but check out their art and the things that they're up to and uh, support them, support all the artists out there that you love. Uh, we'll be continuing the future here and thinking of uh, what is the next, what are we going to do after episode 500? We're going to try to get more in touch and live and try to get back to video, especially when everybody is on lockdown and things like that. So uh, we don't have a super clear plan for the future, but I just want to celebrate that we got here at all and that we're still kicking it truly is amazing so we'll get right to it today's show is sponsored by hymns men is that hairline slowly starting to move backwards do something about it with hymns get your first month for free at fourhymns.com slash bad christian let's do it well i'll tell you what uh this is a special episode it's the 500th episode a bad Christian, and Woo! I am. Make some I, noise, cheers! Oh boy, you hear those voices? We have a special guest today that's going to blow everybody's mind. Pastor Joey Svensson has here today for the. <laughs> <laughs> You just got COVIDed. Oh. <laughs> you know, you know how you don't know about COVID, and you kind of it tricks you to think how bad or good it is. I just COVIDed everybody. No, <laughs> unfortunately. 
one of my all-time best friends isn't here. We'll move on past that. We have all my other best friends here, and I am so excited. This all is awesome. your remaining best friends yes. are here still. Yeah, to- Toby, Toby, it's okay if you want to COVID us, but you better not start COVIDing your neighbor's wife or his oxen <laughs> oh, or his male servant or his female servant. Oh, we, did, we did not know that's what the Bible is a mistranslation. They've been talking about it since, since Jesus' time. They've been saying about COVID. Jesus sent oh. us that helper, and now we understand. We see it with fresh eyes. Well, that wonderful dad joke was from our good friend Dan Coke. I've been a dad for one month. So I know. I, a, I got it banked up now. I know. Yeah. You, you get to use all that energy. We also have our good friend Matt McDonald. He was on an episode, what, a couple of weeks ago, and we he was so good. We were like, we got to have you back for the 500th episode. <laughs> and yeah, right. uh, yeah. if you don't die, you're coming back, mister, is what we say. Yeah. <laughs> and he made it. He did it. That's a, that's I, good. Am, he, I am he, at ground zero right now. He, you did God. experience a patch last week on our text thread where you did think that you had you're the worried. COVID, though. Yeah. I was taking zinc gummies. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was taking zinc gummies because I thought maybe that would delay the virus from spreading. <clears throat> and it gave me some uh, acid reflux in my, in my chest, which I thought was respiratory disease. And uh, I was texting you guys saying my farewell, my final farewell, yeah. and then it went away the next day. So I'm good. Oh. That's or, what you get. For- or my prayers worked. Yeah. yeah, Toby's <laughs> prayers too. That's what you get play, for play homespun bullshit remedies when there are actual legitimate medical problems going on. Yep, old old zinc yeah. though. Sometimes if you, you had soaked, zinc. if you had soaked the zinc gummies in essential oils, Ooh. And, if, <laughs> and if they were the type that once huh. the people under you started selling to the people under them, that you would get the extra powered gummies, then you would have been, yeah. then you would have been okay. <laughs> I've been chugging yeah. lavender, and I tell you, I haven't had a symptom at all. So <laughs> it's been awesome. Uh, we also got our old Devin Shelton from Emory is with us. Devin, That's thank right. you for being here. You've been waiting for having three me, kids, guys. And I know this is a – you kind of got away tonight. Tonight's a little bit of a, a vacation Yeah, it's like you, an escape it? for me. Yeah, I know. I had to ask permission, and then once I got out <laughs> – I'm free and clear for it. Mm-hmm. Well, t- I told her the podcast takes three to four hours. <laughs> so. Maybe even till tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Maybe past midnight. <laughs> I and of course. Opposite. I had the well, opposite. I told Jaffrey it would be an hour, and she's like, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and last but not least, we got our good friend, uh, world-renowned internet troll, Aaron Lunsford. <laughs> De- definitely least. Definitely least. <laughs> last and least. Lunsford. To- Toby. Last but, and least Lunsford. There you go. Toby uh, stole my opener. I was going to ask. I was like, I was going to say, hey, I hadn't been on in a while. Where's Joey? Oh, damn. It. <laughs> that would have been so good. <laughs> yeah, I, sw- I haven't been listening. I switched to listening to the liturgist. <laughs> I switched over to the liturgist from this one. Something switched. happened. <laughs> stole my damn material. I'm sorry. <sighs> Your podcast. That would have been funny. Hey, wasn't there another guy on this show? I don't remember his name. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Uh, so we got all our friends here, and we asked everybody to bring something to talk about, something they've been thinking about. We'll get into that. But, you know, it doesn't feel like we're loosened up yet. So I have something I want to try. And since all my good buddies are here, I'm calling it Top 5. And I want to ask y'all five questions. And I'm just going to – when I ask you the question, I just want you to go around and give your answer. I, I'll give mine first in case to give you a second to think. But – if you get stuck, I'm I'm yelling next, and we're moving on. So if you don't have an answer, I'm next in you. Everybody, Do we have it? a confirmed order here. We're going to go alphabetical uh, or what? 
so uh, we don't over interrupt might be the the thing with this whole show today hmm anybody want to go first why don't you just call our names toby you're in charge yep you say all who's right. going all right this first question i'll let dan answer it first but everybody uh yeah so i'll just yell i'll just say your name after well maybe we should just go why don't we just do dan mcdonald devin matt lunsford okay dan mcdonald devin matt lunsford all right you got so it. Okay. dan you answer first uh the first question is uh, Devin kind of answered this a minute ago, or kind of touched on this a second ago. What's your little escape for yourself in quarantine? Like you're in quarantine, you basically at your house. Where do you go, or what's your little getaway? I thought you were going to answer first. Oh me? Oh the toilet <laughs> is for me. I go to the toilet with headphones and I listen to sports radio or something like that for like 15 minutes. So we've got a newborn. As I said, he's a month old, and actually, I've been finding that the hours of like. 1 to 3 a.m. after my wife goes to bed and before I finally go to bed with him is like my Dan time. It's like me and my little buddy and a movie on the laptop screen with subtitles to not wake him up. And I like really look forward to that time. Oh, yeah. I'm liking that. All right, McDonald, what's yours? I go for a walk in my neighborhood, um, cough on all my neighbor's door handles. And <laughs> no, I uh, I listen to a book audio audible audiobook. So right now Very I'm listening nice. to Endurance. It's like these uh, 1915. These guys tried to traverse Antarctica. So it's history. So Ooh. I feel I feel like to temper our our weird sky is falling panic with something that's actual, you know, human suffering and struggle is is good perspective right now. Very nice. Okay, uh, Devin. All right. Well, I don't mean to sound downtrodden or anything, but I'm not oh, sure God. I have. I'm not sure I have an escape at this moment in time. Uh, so to go off Toby's, we have a no lock policy on our doors. Yeah. I mean, that's basically our kids are little enough; it doesn't really matter. They wander in, yep. so my kids always wander in when I'm taking a poop. And there's no privacy there. So it's usually, I guess my best time would be once the kids are in bed. Sometimes my wife and I'll hang out and watch a show or do something. But a lot of times we go our separate ways for at least an hour mm-hmm. and like do individual right. time. And then, you know, and then we'll get together 10 p.m. watch a show or something like that. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a, I don't know, it's, it's kind of a hit or miss per day kind of thing. I hear you. Carter, yeah. what's yours? Uh, analog synth. I got a Moog Opus 3 that I've had since the beginning of Emory. It's the sound that you hear on some early Emory recordings. And I had, I have one I had refurbished and now I brought it down to the bunker here. You can see it's sitting over here. I run it into my guitar pedal board, which I went and got cleaned everything out from the office the other day, uh, and brought it here because I knew I was going to be on lockdown. So I've got a bunker down here with the kids in their play area, but I can play with my reverb pedals and my volume pedals and all that stuff and analog synth and i can get lost into that so that's my escape very nice so since emory started so since the start of emory you've been mispronouncing your moog synth as a nope it's moog to me i don't care (laughs) it's gotta be a moog i just can't (laughs) see it another way i know that bob uh moog mispronounces it as well it's it's really weird god rest his soul that he mispronounced his own name that i always thought that was weird too that was weird Lunsford, what's yours? Well, my strategy involves trying to get everybody else to bed as soon as possible, including my wife. Yeah. So <laughs> about six, six o'clock, I start making moves to get the kids down. That's 
pretty easy. And about 7.30, I start saying things to Cassie like, oh, you, you know, you look pretty tired. You should get some rest. <laughs> <laughs> and then I uh, give like, her a back shit, rub. You better go to bed. Yeah, you, you need to get, get some rest. And then I get her to sleep. And then I can watch Kirby Enthusiasm because she won't watch it with me because she yep. says it's too much like her real life. <laughs> <laughs> Why ever would she say that? <laughs> It's, all right, uh, let's keep it moving. If we don't get to all these, that's, that's cool. All right, number two, just wanted to keep it light. Keep them fast. Get through yep, all yep. of them. You all right, right. All right. Come out. Uh, when or who, this is for Dan, when or who will you kill first in this pandemic and what we- weapon will you use? Again, I, I thought you were going to go first and give me a second. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say I, I don't want to, but probably one of my family members. <laughs> I mean, it, it'll have to be, I mean, who will I kill first? So, all right. Uh, it's, honestly, it will be the first person who sneezes on my newborn baby. <laughs> oh God! Yes. <laughs> and That'd I will use it. whatever is at hand. It will probably be on a walk, so I'll look for the largest rock in the closest. <laughs> all right. McDonald, you got one? Uh, yeah. Anybody who just comes to steal my food or or supplies, um, right? Probably just use my bare hands. Yeah. Devin, you got any? Uh, I'd say myself. You got- <laughs> there you go. There you go. With, with what weapon? I mean, yeah. Well, it's whatever I got. I'm yeah. just whatever. Club yeah. myself or shoot myself. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Matt, Hammer. Carter. That puts me in there. Um, yeah. Well, I think I would have to go with my next door neighbor. My next door neighbor is, in fact, a healthcare worker. And so I think that would just be preemptive, kind of like, you know, the preemptive nuclear strike. I think that if I just, she's going to be traveling in and out of the, the neighborhood right. here with the, with the disease, obviously. So yes. I preemptively just going to take her out. I think that I will, uh, you know what she did to me though? She, I didn't know, I didn't know that she was even a healthcare worker, to be honest. And she brought home this fire pit the other day and asked me to help her. Go into the oh, backyard God. with it, and I did. And she patted me on the back and said, oh, "Thank you." God. Oh God! So I, uh, so I, I, I'll look for whatever, whatever blunt weapon I can find next time I see her. I'm just going to take <laughs> her out, murder her, and it's preemptively. But I can't, but you know that maybe that tells you something about misinformation that the healthcare and she's, you know, sixty years old, healthcare Jeez, worker, and she touches God. me. So, whatever. <laughs> Hell of a fire pit, though, worker. I mean, yeah. you can build that thing. It looks great at night. Uh, Lunsford, what's yours? Yeah, I'll I'll definitely just start killing at random because at that point it won't matter. <laughs> just for the thrill? I, yeah, there won't be any law. And so, no law. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so I'll just kill at random, and then I'll, uh, I have a hog pit in my backyard, actually, for a whole hog. Ooh. So I'll cook them up, start a barbecue yeah. business. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, you're going to need food. All right. If you could add one symptom to this pandemic, what would it be? And uh, <laughs> mine is a five-hour boner. So after all this, a <laughs> uh, pill for COVID actually destroys the Viagra business because you get it's not just a four-hour boner. You go all the way to five hours with the COVID pill. So I think that's good. Or everybody grows a set of titties. I was thinking too, like well, just no matter what, like this symptom is you just have titties, and if you already have some. You get extra, you know, everybody has them, I guess. At least we know know who has immunity for the most part. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right, Dan, what's the symptom you would have? It can be fun. It can be nice. Carpal tunnel so that people will stop (laughs) with their shitty takes. 
online. <laughs> right. What do you mean? A symptom of getting the disease or a symptom of the cure? No, uh, either. But I was, I was thinking the disease. When you get, when you just, get the disease, one of the symptoms. Yeah. I would I say the one of the symptoms. Tone. Go ahead, Matt. Well, I would just say so, like really chronic uh, sciatica. So they can't move and they're oh yeah confined good. to their bed. Very nice. Very wow, nice. y'all are pretty <laughs> shaming of these COVID here. Carpal tunnel. I really I <laughs> like want they the deserve to be tunnel. punished more. Yeah. I want the carpal tunnel to like actually like predate the COVID <laughs> so that it's actually the people who don't have it that I want to be typing the least. I you see. know? Okay, yeah. Thanks for clearing that up. All right, Devin. Um <laughs> uh, I think something like a, like unconsciousness. Yeah. So like people would be like buried alive, <laughs> like millions, like millions of people who just get buried alive. It's just unreal horrors. And then they come back films. out of the ground, and there oh. is an actual zombie apocalypse. Yeah, oh. they have to find their way out of the coffin, and it'd be you know it'd be entertaining. Yeah. All right, Carter. <laughs> I was thinking uh, that an uh, interesting. S- symptom of the disease would be if one were to uh, actually have a diminished set of emotions. So it would be kind of rounding out the population to make them more like me and then okay. the world would actually become a better place for me. If, oh, if 60% right. of the population oh. got that and that knocked yeah. them a little down my direction. So I'm increasing emotions year after year here. I'm working hard at it. Yeah. And I would like to knock the rest of the population down and then it'd be a better world. Wow. That's Yeah. Okay, it's sort of Lunch chilling. Work. How much well, you thought about that? Chilling, uh, chilling. It's always I, been my fantasy. I'm gonna have to go with instant death because that would have stopped the spread <laughs> from the beginning. That's true, <laughs> right? Yeah, just that's immediately dead. Just instant death. Yeah, yeah I think they said like, the virus. I think they said Zika killed people so fast, or some some virus killed people so fast that it didn't have a chance to, to spread. Yeah, that'd be the way better. With this virus, is it's It'd not deadly more, enough. It's not deadly enough. Right. Right. Shit. So Those kill them good. immediately. That is right. one of the things we're hoping for mutation-wise is that it mutates to have better replication for itself, which would mean it would kill less people. That's why viruses tend to average out and lessen for that reason because they can it's better for it if, if it actually killed less people. That is right. Yeah, that is very true. All right, number four. I think calling it the China flu is racist. So what are some better names? And here's some names I've got. I was thinking, what if we called it old people death? Or what if we call it the geriatric germ? What if we called it YPGITADD? Or young people get it too and die disease? Or 401 kill, because it kills your 401k. That's what I was thinking. Wow, you didn't give us uh, any prep time on this one, but go. Uh, no, got I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna co-sign on 401 kill. I think that's pretty <laughs> okay. Funny. All right, if you like mine, you can go with one of mine. Okay. I did have also the great Betty White Hope. I was thinking like, <laughs> you know, the White Hope, and then also like, if Betty White lives through this, everybody will be like, she'll just be revered and cheered, and she'll get like a her own Netflix series. It'll be really awesome. So that would be kind of fun too. <laughs> McDonald, you got one? Uh, yeah, I can't think that fast. Okay. Didn't someone like in the, the government? Plague. Didn't someone behind Trump call it Kung Flu? <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, that was pretty. That's good. unbelievable. I know. Jesus. I'm not saying that's my favorite. I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> Thanks for wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, Devin, Devin based on the way say, you talk and your accent, yeah. it does sound like it would be your favorite. It could potentially. You know, I <laughs> no. can understand why that would be confusing. But I just thought that was kind of crazy yeah. that he said that. But I'm going to go with the great Betty White Hope. 
Great Betty White Hope. Okay. I like that. All right. Carter, you got one? Uh, no, I don't got one. Pass. All right. Lunsford, you got any? I'll go with pneumonia. Oh. <laughs> like new metal, though. With yeah. The, yeah. New. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. New. Okay. Pneumonia. All right. Uh, Down with the sickness. Pneumonia. I got it. Question number five. Final question from top five. Has COVID been here for 50 years and we've just been calling it allergies? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. That's a yes or no. It feels like that. Uh, I I promise the trees around here are blue. The pollens are. I've been wheezing. My eyes are burning. I I can't hardly sleep. It's just like, oh, this is the worst allergies I've ever had. Yes, it, what what timing yeah. it is for the allergy season and this outbreak to be on top of each other? Not not funny, God. Not no, funny. No. I'm not going to answer that one, Toby. No, okay, well, y'all don't have to. That, that was just a, man, that, yeah, that was a rhetorical right. question. Yeah, let's yes, be honest. It was. All right, okay, we can move on. That was my top five, though. Thank you guys for playing. I appreciate that. that was just good. Trying, that was out, good. trying out some new material, you know. Here, so. All right, I hear people talking about you know their ideas and what they want to do and how they want to change their life. And in this crazy time, if you're not doing it right now, when will you? And that's where HIMS comes in. 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35. And once you've noticed that thinning hair, it is almost too late, I think. So is your hairline slowly starting to move backwards? Any bald spots yet? Well, why don't you visit 4 It's Seriously, it's the one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men, and it's time to write that new chapter, one which you have hair. Seriously, no snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Prescript- this is prescription solutions backed by science. No more awkward in-person doctor's visits or long pharmacy lines. 4 connects you to real doctors online, which could save you hours, maybe even longer. And it's completely confidential and discreet. All you got to do is answer a few questions. A doctor will review it. And if they determine that it's right for you, they can prescribe you the medication to treat hair loss and it's shipped right directly to your door. So right now, our listeners can get started with their first month free. Did you hear me say the word free? Your first month free. All you got to do is go to 4 slash bad Christian. That's 4 com slash bad Christian. Now, your prescription requires an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Offer is valid only if prescribed. Three months minimum subscription and additional restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Remember, 4 slash bad Christian. All right, that's about half of the episode. Now we're Shit, warmed sorry. up. Not, it's not as if we have any anything super important to cover. I really think it's amazing being the 500th episode that we made it to 500 episodes. It's kind of like, uh, you know, on Lost, when they made that show Lost, and yeah. they got to the, where they clearly had it all written out, and they had every episode planned, and then the show was really successful, and then they went way past it and had to start scrambling to make up shit. Right. Yeah. Well, we had the first 500, 499 episodes planned out, and from here, that's yeah. it. So we're just going to be it. making up crazy shit from here. So the, the, all the good episodes are in the past, and this is new territory. Of, it's going to be like a hatch. 
Yeah. Polar bear. Polar bear comes out So is the idea that it's going to get weird from here? So your original plan was to kill off a character every 430 episodes. Right. Every 430 episodes, we kill off a character. So, so Toby or Matt, who's it going to be? 860. That's why we had to bring y'all in because it was getting slim on the characters to kill off. That's right. What did you guys have to discuss? my pet theories and stupid rants and everything else have been, I've, I've, I feel, I tell you what, I'll celebrate this way. I looked up some analytics and I'll tell you why I'm going to shut up. But before I shut up, I'm going to keep yapping for a little bit longer. This podcast, I'm not one to brag, but this thing's been around for 500 episodes. And I looked up the analytics and we've been down, this show has been downloaded 17 million times. Woo! And it's, it's often 90 minutes long. And so you don't know what kind of sick satisfaction it it gives me to know that human beings have spent 20 million hours listening to me talk. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Isn't that a staggering thing that that could happen? Like if you tried to get human attention, you know, attention-seeking person, Mm -hmm. that's pretty... Pretty. I mean, it's actually scary on another level, uh, you, which you can kind of understand. But 20 million hours of people listening to us do this. Can you believe that? That's uh, been like every year of my life since I was seven. <laughs> 20 million hours of Matt talking. I know. <laughs> Devin has a, uh, uh, Devin has a fat, way Devin says it. He th- what do you say that, that I've spoken, a, what do you say, like 100 times more words than you have? It, it, it has to be. It has to be close to that. I mean, in I our don't relationship, talk very much. Yeah, it has to be. It has to. No, be. it's, I mean, it's more. Than, it'd be it's an astronomical. Yeah, it's way more than that. After being on tour with y'all, I mean, just it, it's <clears> unreal <throat> how much more Matt talks than Devin for sure. First, that's uh, so that's your alarm clock in the morning on the bus. Is Matt driving the bus <laughs> or sitting next to the driver shouting? Waving his his arms like 7.30 a.m., full cup of coffee, waving his arms, shouting. Which wouldn't be so bad bad if your lullaby that was putting you to sleep wasn't wasn't stained and other new metal bands being blasted until 3 a.m. I thought you were going to say it's also you fall asleep uh, with me yapping from my bunk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I would, think the I worst. Would, I bet. I think the worst sleep I've ever gotten in my whole life was is on the Emory bus. I would. I bet that's true. <laughs> At BC Con last year, for sure. Yeah, right? that was the, that was the worst. There. That yeah, was, that was insanity. the insanity. Yes, they're they're the worst. They make <laughs> well, you stay I, up unlimited. I remember on the bus, if you woke up at seven or seven thirty and you heard Matt talking up there, you're like, ah, I got to get up and see what's going on. I guess. Yeah, I know. <laughs> might like, something cool. Yeah, they up. might they might be talking about something cool. So let's let's roll. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of wait. the genesis of this podcast is bus conversations early in the morning, speculation, unguarded talk where, you know, that, that is actually the foundation that we kind of had from the very beginning was, was thinking along those lines. And the other thing about the bus that I think makes, makes, <laughs> makes it kind of relevant to think about is that tour bus is about 280 square feet, right? And it yeah. often has... 12 people on it, 12 adult men in 280 square feet COVID for, for 30 days at a time. Uh-huh. And you, you would think we would get off and do a bunch of other stuff, but it is true that a lot of times it'll be 12 men spending 22 and a half hours a day 
in 290 square feet. And everybody's complaining about being quarantined. I don't get that. <laughs> because every, everybody that's been on a tour bus and done that knows it's the best fucking time you've ever had in your life. No. 12 people, 23 hours a day in 290 square feet. So what's right the big deal? People. I know. People that are t- touring musicians are having no sympathy for the rest of the country right now, right? If I was quarantined on the bus with you guys, it would be great. That's what it's like. That's what tour is. It's a quarantine on a bus and a tube. But we're... But we're not. We're all quarantined at home with our kids. <laughs> oh, you're right about that. <laughs> so the rub is who who you have to spend your time. You get more square footage, but. You know. Hey, how would that conversation go? Say we were all on tour right now and the lockdown went in place and you call it you're like, hey, we got to, we can't, got to stay on the bus for a few we'll, weeks. Stay at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, we just, we can't, sorry, baby, we can't come home. Yeah, lunch we got dead. a hell of a dry yeah. cough. I mean, yeah. you want me to come home? I'll be there no. tonight. I'll be there tonight. <laughs> you just say the word. But otherwise, uh, he's feeling better, but McDonald's just ima- coughing up imagine blood. That, imagine that party, though. That'd be an unreal party. Just oh, like God. a two oh, to three God. month bus party, never ending. In Walmart <laughs> parking question lot. Is- yeah, in a Walmart parking lot. Of all the food you need, shopping cart, games, like games for, you know, shopping carts know, and all yeah. that. Oh, man, that'd be good. <laughs> the question is like, what's the over under on when people stop having the zinc gummies and go to other kinds of gummies? Well, that's a, that's a, that's a constant. Oh, yeah. And how marijuana. does that change? How would that change the dynamics of that bus quarantine? Dude, I quit the cannabis for for the about ten days ago, and damn it, if the the, the dreams didn't come back, just like they say, I started really? having a vivid dream life about three days ago. If you wouldn't believe Weird. that, it's unbelievable. Because I. You know, I got a little bit paranoid more than I would like, so I've just kind of chilled out for a little bit. And sure enough, my dreams start, started coming back like crazy. Isn't that wild? I've never heard huh. this dreaming weed relationship thing. They before. say that are, the cannabis are you like sure suppresses you didn't having to dreams. Acid? You didn't switch to acid. No, no, no I'm not <laughs> okay. psychedelics. You you t- you're doing shrooms. I think you. I think you dream every night. You just don't remember it. Your short-term memory loss. It's something weird, yeah. something weird like that. Something weird like that. I'm too scared to do the weed. I just feel like I'd get paranoid, and then or I just get, it would cause me to get. I'd be stupid and get the COVID or something like that. And I just, <laughs> I just know I would. I would do something stupid where I felt emboldened. And I'd have to go. I was like, no, I'm fucking going to Burger King. <laughs> I'm fucking going. You don't tell me what to do. And I have I a question it, for you guys. I have a question for you guys about quarantine. I feel like I am drinking quite a bit less. Like I've, I've, I've ended up really liking having a beer with dinner, but then after that, I'm like looking around the room and like my wife is nursing. My son is a month old and I can't, I can't really come up with a good reason to keep drinking. So I just kind of stop there. That's not related to quarantine. That's related to you have a newborn, I think. Cause then, cause well, she's not, she's not going to drink with you if she's nursing. So it's like, you're drinking alone. It's kind of a, it, 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 it's a downer. You don't want to. Yeah. This doesn't my sound like my newborn like experience that. at all. Sorry, <laughs> no, it's not like that for me. As soon as the kids go yeah. to bed, Christy and I are both drinking together heavily. That makes sense. I guess. Yeah. 
Dan, Dan, do you want to tell us a little bit about fatherhood? You're very late to to the game there. Let's count up the amount of kids we have. Devin's got three. Toby's got three. Lunsford's got three. McDonald's got, got three. three. I got three. And you what just got that? your first. So that's three, that's six, insane. nine, 12, 15, and now 16. Yeah, he's the sweet he's the sweet number 16 in our friend group here. Uh <laughs> Yeah, it's I mean it's awesome. I don't I don't I feel like I don't have enough snarky or ironic things to say to match this group about uh new fatherhood except to say that I love it. I feel um pretty like pretty well suited from a temperament standpoint. Like in our conversations like as a on a text thread, I'm always the like non-ironic like I'm the sincere guy that gets piled on and made fun of a bunch, which I can handle. <laughs> Every That's group fine. needs one. Every group needs one. My dad was that, and he has been that with his friends. I get it. Uh, but fatherhood is like kind of a, a – it's really a beautiful respite from the assholery of all you guys because <laughs> my son does not have any sense of irony. He doesn't have anything to make fun of anybody for. He just genuinely wants my love and attention. And his life will get better if I give it to him without any recourse to making myself feel cool by making Boring. fucking jokes. Boring. <laughs> that shit gets old fast. Yeah. You'll be back. Yeah, you'll, you'll be, be drinking that yeah. second, third beer pretty soon. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, but it's been pretty. It's been pretty great. I've I've been uh, staying up late with him and feeding him in the middle of the night and and really loving that time. Uh, you know. Also, I think. I'd be curious um, about your guys' experience in your first month with your first kid. Like, I can I do a little top five and you give me Let's one do sentence? It. Sure. All Let's right, do I'm going to call it out. I'm it. calling it out. Uh, one sentence or two on the first month of your first kid. What do you remember most about that, Toby? You start. I was very scared that I would screw up and kill our daughter or let her die. Okay, well, certainly you didn't. McDonald. Yeah, I would say it was like, you know, life-changing beautiful all the things all the good things but like sleep sleep goes by the wayside like you don't you realize how much how little you need sleep because you can function on a lot less or function with a interrupted sleep a lot better so your sleep worshiping diminishes drastically and i i don't know i felt like it was like a like a whole new path we were on it was exciting yeah, I feel like the enormity of it has has actually not totally sunk in yet. Devin, first month with first kid. Yeah, similar to Matt. I mean, it was awesome. I mean, it was amazing. You can't believe you have a kid that you created. You know what? All that stuff is awesome. But yeah, it's a little bit of a fog. You're just like, ah, what am I doing? Am I am I doing right? Am I? You know, it's it's kind of a constant second guessing yourself about how you're doing and what you're doing for the kid. Yeah, I don't relate to that at all. Carter, what's up? What about you first month? I like the uh, the constraint of it all is the focus that it, it would bring me was, it, you know, less of the emotional stuff, obviously. Like, I, I felt connected to the kid, or maybe I don't feel connected to them yet, whichever one of those you want to choose. But it was very clarifying to me when I had the kid that I was I just had – what felt like unlimited motivation to solve any problem. Like if you said, go run 10 miles with a hundred pounds on, I'd, and everybody will be okay. I would do it. Like it just, I felt limitless energy to achieve things that needed to achieving. I love that feeling. That's interesting. Mm. I think that that's multiplied for me because it's in the middle of the pandemic. 
There is yeah. a part yes. of me that's it's like the same feeling as that. Yeah. My radar is fully up. Yes. You stay the hell away from my kid. Like we got a system here. Yeah, there just tuned are stakes. in. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Laser. Lunsford, what about yeah, you? I love that. Um, I just have like a really nice vivid memory of I, I was working at a bar kitchen and so I'd get off work at one AM. I'd come home and either drink beer or make coffee and just sit up with Magnolia and watch TV while Cassie slept till like four in the morning. I just loved it. I just thought it was fun. Just chilling. Yeah. We get so a lot of I, we get a lot of tummy TV time together. Um so well, I mean I wouldn't call it that. <laughs> you call it tummy TV time? No. Fucking loser. <laughs> Drinking buddy. Yeah, it was yeah. Jesus Christ! Hey, is it? <laughs> and Dan, I would also say you should. Su- I suggest to you really uh, enjoying this first kid. It, it seems to be that the first kid gets all the good DNA, and they always turn out the best. So okay, I, no, I don't know I, if it's I, unanimous, but your first kid's the best one. I mean, I was going to ask uh, just because, like Toby ended with uh, basically a rhetorical question for everybody. Here's my rhetorical question that you probably shouldn't answer how much what's the level of diminishing return on the first month of your second and third kids oh, that's, what, that's what i'm saying the first one is where it's at that's what yeah, I, I, I there's no there's a reason why the firstborn whatever in the in the bible and in history and the patriarchy they get the good dna they're the best yeah yeah, yeah. it's for sure false yeah <laughs> it's quite obvious I that i that i favor magnolia over the rest they they literally get Random fifty percent of each of your team. Yeah. Each yeah. time. Nah, it's like telomeres <laughs> or something. Trust me, it's fine. They're, they're the best. <laughs> well, it, better, it is fun. It is funny. Followers, maybe. It is funny though because I I agree with Lunsford. Like one of my favorite memories is Ruby would wake up in the middle of the night and it was no problem. Like because I was in the mode of try to keep her alive and we had neighbors and we on the other side of the wall and I was like I just want her to be quiet. But it was so nice just sitting there rocking with her and she would look up at me and I would feed her and Jess was asleep. So I felt like I was doing something for my wife and my family. It was so yeah. wonderful. Like it, it never felt like a burden to be to wake up out from a dead sleep and go take care of my kid. It never but did. Your third now, did the, the third one. <laughs> they come in. They, they come in. I had a bad dream. I go get out of here. You not you don't get out of bed. Your mother's trying to sleep right me to gone. Like <laughs> immediately, like, like when Ruby was little, I, was yeah. I would do anything for her. Now, yeah. if I yeah. hear them get out of bed, I yell at them. I don't allow them in our room. I yell at them. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think I don't think your firstborn, like like Matt said, is your best. I think you're your best with your yeah. Firstborn. I think that what you put into them actually does that, yeah, have returns. Right. Unfortunately, I was trying to pawn it off on DNA, but I think <laughs> your effort in the early development kind of does matter in the long run. It turns out, so that's really I didn't want it to be that. I want it to be more. <laughs> I'm hoping oh, to middle, offset yeah. that. I'm hoping to offset that diminishing return by continuing my education in my psychology doctorate. Hopefully, I'll learn more about how to treat these kids well, and actually, with each kid, I'll know more. Are you trying to have more kids? That's the curve I'm trying to flatten, basically. I want to flatten the curve of how shitty I am to each kid and then flatten that by learning more about how to be less shitty toward them. You trying to get three? Uh, At least two. Yeah, we'll see.
All right. Do you hear that lovely music playing underneath me, that bed of just lovely sounds that you're hearing there? That is a song called Breaking the Mirror, and it's the newest single from the band called Fit for a King, who are just heroes of Solid State Record. They're really leading the charge of that label and that scene. They're accomplishing all kind of stuff. Brandon's always bragging about them. Uh, this is the first of a ton of new music from them this year. They're in the middle of a world tour this spring, which I don't know the status of now, but that's the copy I have in front of me. They're all over the, supposed to be all over the U.S. in March and April, and then touring Europe and Japan and Australia this year. That obviously may not be the case, but I tell you what, why don't we do more digital uh, participation with Fit for a King and everybody else. You know, head over to the social media accounts and you can see what the status will be of their touring and how they may reschedule or what they may be able to do differently. And uh, here's what you can do is make sure to click through the Spotify button on, and click on that, go to Spotify and follow them. Give them some more streams, spend some time with the artist you like. Uh, like I said, there's so much more music coming from them this year, which is great. And the easiest and fastest way to not miss any of it is just follow them on Spotify. That's all there is to do. Again, Breaking the Mirror, it's out now. Go listen to it. Well, since we're with Dan, can I ask my question? I thought of this today, and I thought this would be a I, I've it just came to me, and I wonder if you at all feel like us. So, uh, me, Matt, and Devin are in Emory, and we what? Thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. In case y'all didn't know, yeah, this is Bank on Emory. <laughs> oh shit! I fucking love you guys. Wait, wow! Wait, you're in Emory? Oh my god! I used to listen to Wait. a band called Emory hey. in high school. The yeah. album Walls. Oh Same my name. God. The album oh Walls. <laughs> hey, do you and remember? You me? did not know. I promise you. You don't. You. I couldn't count. It, it, if I had, it, if I had a nickel, seriously, for every time somebody walked up to me and goes, "Man, your album, The Weekend, that's one of my favorite albums ever." That's unbelievable. The Weekend. That's what Stephen from Stephen's Untitled Rock Show on Much Music, if you'll recall that. That's what he said. We had an interview with him at oh, somewhere, yeah. at some big thing, and it's Stephen's yeah. Untitled Rock Show, and we're on TV now. And he goes, yeah. so, so you're out, uh, looking at a little cue card. Is it, he was such a fucking doofus, I couldn't believe yeah. it. <laughs> He's like, so your album, uh, The uh, the Weekend, is uh, something about it, just like hands the mic around. It's just like, yeah. that was what... <laughs> Oh, it's terrible. But so with our album, I'm only a man. We thought we are. This is it. We are going to blow up. This is our real chance. We are going to be huge. And then it didn't happen at all like we thought. Now uh, we'll talk about you know it, it, the time it felt horrific. And uh, since that time, it's gradually real, uh, made me realize, man, maybe it was one of the best things that happened to that album. I'm wondering with you guys with Sherwood, you signed to MySpace. You had to think, oh my God, this is it. We are going to go through the roof and we're going to be one of the biggest bands in the world. And then that didn't happen. And I'm wondering, like, do you think that might have worked out for you? Like, do you feel maybe that was good? That it, that, I mean, what if you were still in a, what if that you, your band would have blown up and you were in a massive band now? Do you think your life would be better? I know you might have some more fame, but what do you think? That's a, no, it's an interesting question. I, I've thought about that a lot. Um, I would good say question. we, like, we grew by about maybe a five time factor or so in that, yeah. in those years. And that was good. Like it became our real job. We got to go to Europe. We got to go to Japan. We made, a, we made enough money to keep doing it. 
but yeah, it definitely didn't hit like we were hoping that it would. Uh, and we spent, they spent some money at radio trying to get that to happen. It didn't work uh, on our third record. And I, I have thought about that. Like, geez, like I was such a fucking idiot. Like, what if I had gotten really famous? Like before I met my wife, right? Like right. how many stupid decisions would I have made such that someone like her would not have wanted to marry me? What would the trajectory of my life have been? Uh, it's really interesting. I think that probably like there's still other things though, like, you know, interband dynamics and stuff that would have still been hard. I think it's hard for Nate and I to run a business together. I think it was always hard. And the older we got, that became clearer, like kind of too many cooks in the kitchen sort of thing. So it's, you know, there would have been the other issues, but I definitely, I don't, there are very, very few times where I'm like, man, I wish we had been on MTV. I wish we had done a whole tour of selling a thousand cap rooms because now I think about it. It's like, even if we had, okay, so instead of uh, making an average of $12,000 a year, I made an average of $40,000 a year, let's say for seven years, it's still nothing. I wouldn't have any of that money unless you sell a million records. Like you're not, you're back to another job later anyway. So for me, it's like, well, it's good that I figured out I could do ad music because that is actually a way to like stay in one place and, and make a living. So I don't, yeah, I don't really regret it. I think probably I'm with you that it was better that we didn't. That's interesting that it, you know, now that I'm, that Toby asked that question, which I think is great. It, it, it occurs to me two things about this group we have here together. First of all, none of us have, we've all been made our own path and not had regular jobs our whole life. Everybody yeah. is on here, which I, I just don't think there's anything better than that. And that's like my central message is people can make your own path and don't do what other people do. I love yeah. that. And also in common then is each one of us, Toby and Devin and I be the same if you count that only a man thing. Each of us has had something like a pretty bad derailment failure that we've come through the other side of. In fact, I just did an episode of, with McDonald uh, for the label podcast where it kind of goes through his in that regard. And then, I mean, Lunsford. I mean, come on. <laughs> his whole life. Really. Yeah. That's, failure, after after failure, failure after failure after failure. 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 Yeah. I haven't heard the McDonald episode. Can I guess? Can I guess what the McDonald failure was? Well, it, you know, yeah, it's please. just. Yeah, go ahead. Vagabonds. No, it, no? it's more well, it's more it, complicated than that. You should listen to the okay. episode. It'll I'll come out tonight to or it. tomorrow, or it, it, it may be. It's probably out by the time this comes hey, out. Um, hey, I'll say I'm willing to admit it. I'm a patron of the labeled podcast. So, well, thank you. But the point is, uh, for but he, he, <laughs> I, <do> he, listen. <laughs> I wasn't trying to give a promo there, but the uh, but but McDonald's month. I really did enjoy his recounting of his career in a way that seemed to really embrace the failure part of. It. I thought that was actually really interesting, um, and Fail you can fast, hear that. Right? And yeah. yeah and, but I am. But let's go back to Lunsford. Oh. <laughs> so Dan, it's not only you that gets that gets piled on. Lunsford obviously receives a ton of piling on from us for his just multiple failures. And my favorite one. <laughs> My favorite is is the position. If you want to recount some of them, that would be great, Lunsford. But I, I love the position you're in right now. If you want to tell them where your life is and how this crisis is, where your life trajectory has put you in the exact predicament that you're in right now, just I, I'm I'm thrilled about it. I'm well, worried for you, but I'm thrilled about it. I, you know, I, as y'all know and listeners might know, I spent many years doing what y'all tried to do. 
play yeah. music, stay on the road, <laughs> make right. my own way, right? Yeah. And As Cities Burn is nothing but uh, it's an artistic achievement and that I'm proud of, but it is a massive failure. <laughs> in every other one. <laughs> I, it, it, it just, it, you know, there's so many things about it that were bad. But so I've been looking for a way out, right? Right. And uh, trying to get my life together. And like, I fucking did it. Okay. Let's not I got, skip over all that. There's what? people out there that don't understand what, what you mean when you say you stuff want? like that. You got to like, give us what, a little more context of what, some of the black clouds that have followed you. Let's don't skip to the end yet. Uh, I can't what? even keep up with them all at this point. I mean, you know, you started I, a barbecue joint. Yeah, that like literally went author. up. In, it went up in flames. Uh, His first marriage. <laughs> yeah, I got divorced. <laughs> uh, my band. It's just you know right. we're what, we what is it centrally? If you talk about as cities burn having failures or problems i mean there's some people there's plenty of people listening that just like the band that don't really understand that what would that even be which i don't know we just can't get it together like no. you know y'all were supposed to be like the next showbread <laughs> that's, not, that's not a bad promise <laughs> no god <laughs> no i i just as a person i would say that i i in a in a good way i've taken a lot of risk and, and tried to go for I things agree. and do stuff I agree. and try to actually do the do stuff that I wanted to do. But it literally never, ever works out like <laughs> ever. It never worked <laughs> out good. Not once at all. And <laughs> I don't know if that gets us up to speed, but I'm like, all right, I'm going to go straight. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to make something of my life and, and my wife too. And so like last month, I got a job. I won't say where because I don't want to get fired. Right. Uh, because <laughs> people will find me. Because let me pr- let internet, me interject but. a little bit and help you there. There's yeah. a bit of an arc to that story. You've had, you know, of, of course everybody knows the repeated failures, but you actually got into some other sector and started learning a new skill, something like tech or coding or something like that. Yeah, that yeah, okay? yeah. So, I did. Okay. Sorry. And yes, you yeah. and and somebody called. You know, Toby tells me or Reva tells me. He goes, well, "You heard about Lunsford's next thing that he's going to screw up." Basically, yeah. <laughs> would be how that would go. He thinks he's going to learn to do something in tech, and we laugh at that. Okay, that how long is that going to last? One week? Whatever. No, you sit there, you do it. So give yourself you the credit. It. You have gone no, all d- the way. Th- yeah, Let, no, don't I did, neglect that part. Now the job I got, it is at a tech company, but it, it is not as a programmer. It is in the sales department. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. <laughs> stepping stones, stepping stones. Yeah, but you've been working stone, so. in a positive direction and working hard for a period of time to get somewhere. Yes, yes I have. Um, and I would say I, at all the things I do, I work hard at them. It just mm-hmm. it doesn't work out for whatever reason. But so I got a job at a tech company that's in the live event industry. And then my wife, <laughs> Cassie, is uh, she's amazing. Like she's the best employee you could ever ask for. And she works in the airline industry, and she got a big promotion. And the week that all that happened, live event and airline coronavirus hits. Yes. <laughs> so, live. Ev- <laughs> Sorry, let me say it again. Live events, airlines. <laughs> for one week, I was rich. <laughs> like I was fucking rich. You got a taste. Like you have no idea. Like I was on cloud. I was like, we're literally, we are fucking rich. I was texting Toby like, 
<laughs> I'm not your friend anymore. I'm out. I'm, out. <laughs> I'm done with all you people. I'm moving on to a different life. And then now everything is shutting down and I don't know how much longer I'll have my job. And I, I don't. <laughs> this is your I, fault. It's just amazing. I, I, you, you tried to do good and you brought coronavirus on us all. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm being real. I'm trying to crush it. At the, I'm being really responsible. And uh, it it's not working out. It's not going to work out. It's not going to. <laughs> and I'm, I'm bringing her down with me. <laughs> I'd say you should try to save us all by going back to Uber, but doesn't look like that's going to work out either. Yeah. No, I got nothing. Oh. So it, it's it's cruel. It's cruel for sure. It's just so. the story of your life. I can just see you. You got the job. They say, yes, we're going to hire you. Walk out. And it's just like the BG stand alive playing. Down, 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 down. He's just walking on it. And then just, he just, he doesn't even notice the people coughing with the dry cough beside him. <laughs> yeah, Cassie calls him. <laughs> he says, yeah, That's fuck you. Fuck Can you. you believe? Yeah, all right. Can you believe I got, a real, I got a real company to give me a job? That is unbelievable. Ooh, no. it, Unreal. It, and it's gone. It, it right is the, it's just the, in, the industry is disappearing in front of my eyes. <laughs> oh, it, oh, you know what's God. so ironic about that is that the I, I, I keep seeing all the stuff online about this really sad have y'all seen this? The really sad artist about how their income is gonna be hurt and they need to oh, like yeah. a bailout and they yeah. need help and you right. gotta support all these artists and stuff like that. And I there's, I have the the most distaste possible for those artists that are Venmo asking for Venmo and stuff like that. <laughs> I just can't believe it. You get your acoustic out, and put your Venmo address, but like, and, and and try to guilt trip everybody when any artist that's even successful has to count on the fact that they have easily. I mean, there's never been a time when I thought six months from now I've got solid income. I've never right. thought that in any period, ever. I would never assume such that. I always think it's got to be the end. And every artist that ever made any money in the first place should only be dancing around happy. You should not think you deserve it. That is, I think that's just insane of other artists. Like that's who should be getting the the donations. Now that I think that's kind of ridiculous, to be honest. Luncher, I was just thinking. Okay, this is a this might be a bad thought, but I was like, right, bring it. You should. Maybe you should lean into your actual skill of, of imploding things. Like anything, <laughs> anything you touch doesn't turn to gold. What if you really went to all the churches, had them hire you, and then like you you said, okay, and then you went and did a porn. It would destroy the porn industry. You just walk walk, walk right into Planned Parenthood. <laughs> Go tank you everything. Mean, the Christians <laughs> could use Lunsford to just get all their agendas just done. Holy shit. I mean, all right, Toby. I've never even thought about it this way. I've only been thinking about it from me. I've never thought about they hired me to work at this company, and now it's bringing them down. Yeah. Right. It's, not, it's yeah. not only you <laughs> that's hurt. It. It's not just me. You hurt those around you. Yeah. I'm bringing yeah. everybody yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Has anybody – I wonder if anyone's ever uh, – like shorted the stock market as a one man wrecking crew going in and ruining companies. Hold on. <laughs> and then, this is and making, a, making a shit ton of money off them failing. 
All right, the first time I tour managed Emory, that was like when it started to really go down for y'all. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> bad times. We y'all were uh, we were y'all were opening for Under Oath and and, and August Burns Red, pretty good tour. Yeah, but the conversations that tour, Toby was saying, I think it's over. It might be it. <laughs> that, that's that's pretty normal though. That's yeah. that's yeah, another that's thing that, I don't understand. The artist thing is more temporary than anybody should. Ever, it, there's no longevity there. Toby has always threatened to quit. I mean, not not threatened like he's trying to get anybody, to, not in a manipulative way, but he's truly believed that he was about to I'm quit. I'm trying to convince myself. I'm For the last 18 years. I mean, he, he verbalizes yeah. his desire to hang it up and quit constantly. So that part's not normal. But I, that was the time when we were touring that was probably some of the lowest. Devin wasn't even in the band. I know. Devin, De- Devin well, left like yeah. six months into me working with y'all. Right after I broke my leg. You took the job and I quit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell no. Devin got the hell, I'm getting the hell up out of here. That you was the worst fe- time. You broke your, you broke your femur, yeah. right? Shortly yeah. after. Yeah. Got a divorce. I mean, it's yeah. it it like, it's just unreal amount of things that happened. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing though. It's like you, that's what I love about Lunsford is like you keep, going in a good way and i don't i don't mean like i don't mean like even a bad way you almost at least from my perspective or your friend's perspective it's always kind of funny and you take it that way and you allow yourself to be the butt of a joke to some degree because you are that kind of person and you and it's just awesome and then you just move on to the next thing and do good at it and then it doesn't work out then my you move wife, on to the next thing my wife fell off a porch Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a really bad situation. Yeah, it's just all bad. So Lunsford, that, that is one of my all time favorite bits of yours, by the way, in comedy was I don't want to I don't want to do it for you, but basically hoping that Cassie hurt herself more rather than less because the GoFundMe would really <laughs> like, oh, Take you off, just sprained yeah. your wrist. That's like five hundred on GoFundMe. That's nothing. Yeah. We could use the money. That was a good bit. I gotta give credit. Um that bit. Uh, talking about her falling off the porch, McDonald fed me a great little uh, snippet on that. When I talked about her falling off the porch, he said, you should say that she broke her hand job arm. (laughs) 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 And so the bit was, I snuck it in. I was like, yeah, she fell off the porch. It turns out she broke her hand job arm. (laughs) 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 And uh, that was killer. That was killer. When I heard you do that stand-up in Nashville, I don't think I've ever laughed that hard. Maybe it was like Kevin Hart at when we were at the Comedy Cellar in New York. Yes, maybe yes. that was more laughter. But like, I I thought like you're gonna be you're gonna be huge at comedy. Like that's that to me like the whole uh, they need a what do they need the Disney store bit that you open with? Oh, uh, the yeah the what? Moana bit, yeah. So, yeah. so is is what you're so saying, good. McDonald? Is the hardest you've ever laughed at comedy is when you heard somebody else tell your joke? I don't know. No, 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 that wasn't my joke. Is that is that the point? That wasn't my joke. No, the, the the point is I knew him, but I never knew he was that fun. So it was like it was like surprise. Like when you go to a comedy show with like comedians, you're like, okay, make me laugh. But I was like, you know, okay, here comes Lunsford. Hopefully, he doesn't embarrass himself. And he was. <laughs> really funny he was so funny i was dying i was like when you get choked up where you can't breathe that was me the whole time that one of the hardest times i laughed at comedy for some reason it didn't work out 
I think we know comedy? the reason, Mac. Nothing works out. Nothing works out. <laughs> Nothing works no, out. my my uh, tragedy of a music career derailed my comedy career. Because so, you know, I, I went on tour for a year and a half. The old mistakes come back to derail yeah. the new yeah. plans. So. One of the funniest things I've seen, aside from seeing Kevin Hart and Chris Rock, it, well, not Chris Rock was even that funny because he was just reading off his phone that night. Yeah. But that night we had in New York where we saw Kevin Hart and Chris Rock and Wanda Sykes at with 150 people was amazing. Yes. I laughed super hard then. Um, I've laughed at Lunsford pretty hard because it does make it funnier when you know the person. And a right. good example of that is one of my favorite all-time comedy events was Dan Koch's birthday party. And your <laughs> Mc, Matt McDonald set who closed the night out with a really <laughs> cynical, drunk, <laughs> relatively <laughs> sincere roast of Dan Coke, and I just if you none of it was jokes, unbelievable. It was unbelievable. I laughed so hard. It was, just, it was <laughs> just story after story of, of Dan Coke stuff. <laughs> and everybody yeah, yeah. It was great because Dan is such a, like amazing. a he's such like a social person that like everybody in the room knew him, but not a lot of people knew each other. There these little mm-hmm. pockets of people, but everybody knew him. He was like the central personality. We're all gathered around. And Dan he, is he threw his specific. own roast. I mean, yeah, it, that, own, it was like, such a great setup I mean, for his birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're all there and people are getting up, doing their bits or whatever. And everyone's super funny. So I'm intimidated because I've never done stand up. But the beautiful thing was like, once it got to the end, I know a couple of people were a little roasty with him. So I was like, all right, I, I drank enough to where I was like, screw it. I don't have any inhibitions. I'll go up and do it. And I think the reason it worked was that every, Dan is the most consistent personality across any social group that I've seen one of the most. Maybe my drummer Skip is another very consistent personality. <laughs> Drummers are always consistent. Yeah, drummers yeah, yeah true. But Dan is like, he's always just Dan. And he has his little idiosyncrasies and his little neurotic behaviors. And the way that he views things like food is really interesting and unique. And so I was able to like tell these stories and everyone in the room was laughing because everyone saw it in him. But maybe a lot of his friends are also very polite. And so it was kind of one of those things where like I was saying the thing that they would never say. Yeah, you let them have it. You gave them permission to laugh. Yeah. 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 One of well, one of the it got set up because one of the first people who went that night is my buddy Ryan. And half of his his whole bit or his whole whatever set was just reading off of my Wikipedia page. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Ryan was so good. That was great. Are you gonna do that again this year, Dan? I don't know. It, last year was not as good as as the the golden event that we're all talking about. That was that was a special night. That's literally one of my favorite. And and there are photos of me McDonald during your roast, and I don't know that I've ever laughed that hard. It was incredible. <laughs> I have people to see were it losing I, their shit. People were losing remember, their shit. I honestly don't remember it. I was like six beers deep. So Dan <laughs> recorded it. Dan has a recording of it. I do. I, I brought the recorder. I remember and I tried, and he wouldn't send it to me for <laughs> per, for privacy concerns or whatever. <laughs> no, I tried to. I, tried to he, I was like, the... "Oh, can I get that recording? I wanted to hear what I said." And he's like, "I, I didn't get like data privacy or something." Apparently, some if, like comedi- if comedians like want to get better, just public speaking, <laughs> you're supposed to record yourself and view it, and then criticize yourself and get better. But none of us can get better. That's why the second year sucked, Dan. Because none yeah. of us were able to improve our craft. You got to send us the video. I tried I to get Dan to, to pay me to come headline his birthday party. I was open <laughs> yeah. to it, but I didn't. It wasn't really quite worth it. <laughs> A real comedian to headline. That would have been good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Lunsford and comedy, why it didn't work out. So, Lunsford. <laughs> 
<laughs> says, "Hey, I'm go- I'm doing a set down in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. You want to ride with me? And we'll go. We'll go. Uh, you know, you- we'll go down. You can watch me or whatever." And I was like, "Yeah, this will be fun. I'll go down with my buddy Lunsford. Hear him do a set." So we get there, and nobody in the Murfreesboro Comedy Club, which was a strip mall place, I guess that they had turned. It was really, it was kind of a little shady, a little scary. Nobody looked like Lunsford and I. And they, there was no one there that looked uh, white, I guess. <laughs> so it was, it was, we were, we, and I was like, well, what is this going to be like with Lunsford? Because look at Lunsford. And I don't, I don't know if these people are going to like Lunsford's comedy. Lunsford gets up there, and I'm telling you, he starts killing it. And these, I promise you, I was here. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, shit. God dang Oh, shit. That's right. That's right. And I was like, oh, my gosh. This is so amazing. Everybody's just cheering, yelling, laughing, all this stuff. And Lunsford has them. I was like, this is unbelievable. I mean, I, I, I was like, I had never seen... I'd never been like so intimidated, and all of a sudden, I just saw the power of comedy went over a crowd that when they, like when they saw Lunsford walk up, and then Lunsford out of nowhere goes, he told me before, and I was like, he can't possibly, and he had he's working on this joke about uh, race, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't really remember the joke. I know what I, you're talking about, but, but I've never. Seen a crowd so into it and just begging for more. <laughs> so U turned so hard. <laughs> the work, like the end is supposed to be the big ending. It never got, I've never heard it more quiet and uncomfortable. And just, I was so scared then. Like, I'll start getting like, oh, like shit. you don't know him. Like, know. do I have to get my, help my buddy? What's going to be? It's about to happen. And Lunsford got off stage and we just kind of left in silence. <laughs> I, mean, I know. I know the bit you're talking about. It it kills with white people. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, uh, you have. That's kind of. I mean, that's kind of the metaphor for for everything Lunsford does. I know. Starts like, this off is with really going to work. This, Unbelievable. This I got it. And it's almost. Like, it's almost like he sabotages himself. He makes he the best barbecue I've ever yeah. tasted. How can this no, go wrong? I'm not going to be open in the best hours. I'm only going to be open at this time, or I'm right. only gonna, you know. So it's, it's just the way it is. You know, the comedy set is Lunsford's head. Son, I loved you at your darkest. Oh my gosh, where's this going to go? Right. <laughs> oh my! How can this go wrong? <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh. All right. All right. Who what else do y'all bring to talk about today? Anybody else? <laughs> Thank you, Lunsford. Yeah, thanks, Lunsford. Lunsford, you wanna just totally destroy our podcast? You probably brought something that'll just end in this horrifically, right? I mean, I, I don't really see how much longer this podcast could go. I don't mean this I don't mean this episode. I mean this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I listen every week. I'm enough. like, what what are we doing? <laughs> Where is it headed? Well, it, the landscape has changed a lot in the six years. You used to yeah. get on with your buddies and just do whatever you wanted, and it was good. And now it's uh, not, you know. Well, I'm That's down. Straight white well, boys. Well, yeah, no, it's not that. Yeah. It's not that, but podcasting used to be. It used to be this thing where you just go, well, you just get on and you just do whatever. Right. And then the quality, it, predictably, as it would be, has gotten better. So it, the bar has gone up, which is a good thing for podcasting. But you'll notice now when you listen to podcasts, 
you kind of expect them to deliver. And that wasn't the case when people started listening to what we started doing. So, I, you know, what are you, or what are we supposed to do going forward? That's not, it's not actually that clear to me. <laughs> more conferences. More, just more conferences, I guess. I don't know. Just be a conference. <laughs> I mean, I've kind of moved to like, I, I listen to, I'm more impressed with uh, like Chris D'Elia, his podcast. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. one guy sitting there killing it for an it's hour. Like Tim Dillon. Yes, yeah. Tim Dillon. Tim Dillon. Yeah. D'Elia, Theo, Tim Dillon, all you know, all those white guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tim Dillon. Well, Tim Dillon is gay, so pretty diverse there. Sure. But mm. pretty diverse. <laughs> <laughs> but that's isn't that interesting though that people it, at first it was like okay I'm going to get on with my friends and talk or going to in- interview somebody. And then people, low stakes, com- yeah. And then comedians that are so good at just riffing. Yeah. Now they've started doing podcasts that are just them talking to nobody, mm-hmm. and they're killing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, make. Well, I got a question. I got a question for Matt and Toby. So, in regards to the Bad Christian podcast, and over the past five hundred episodes, yeah. I mean, you guys have, I mean, basically done a one eighty to some degree. You know what I mean? In a lot of ways, in the way you, and you know, whether you're talking about beliefs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? So, like, I used to like Jesus and now 180 from that. (laughs) Let's say, let's say, let's say, okay, let's say at least 90 degrees, right? I mean, maybe 120. It's it's more (laughs) than just a quarter turn. Yeah, I, I would say that I would give you 120 from evangelicalism for sure. Okay. I, I mean, I'm well, making that's what a I mean. joke I don't mean Jesus like everything there, about yeah, you, yeah. but yeah, I'm. You know, you're still in that realm. Yeah, but you know, you're still over there. So, do you think your podcast would have been continued and gotten bigger and bigger if you would have stayed on the track of, let's say, for instance, really crashing on the church, or I'm, and I'm just saying that in, in regards mm-hmm. of like sticking yeah. to that theme rather than branching out as much as you guys have chosen to do so. Does that make sense? Good More question. Of a faith, faith podcast genre. Because it seems like there was a big, big, huge percentage of people that kind of were tracking along with that and probably just want to talk about that forever. Yeah. I'm not saying that's good, but that's just what they want to talk about. Let's well, talk about I the can, next thing. I can give you an answer of cons- uh, that, that in my mind, what, what's consistent at least. That's what I can say is that from my mind, the consistency okay. is the things that we were saying about faith even in that time, were just, uh, they were reactionary against things that were bugging us, and the through line of trying to figure out what it is that's actually true or what Jesus actually meant has put me more at odds with what evangelicalism or the church is. So I know that, I know how that seems from the outside, but internally to me it seems rather consistent. It's an irreverent approach to trying to figure out what is right, and yeah. that to me is consistent. So, I people, sure. I understand that that's not you know, but those podcasts where it's super on the nose and they describe exactly what they're trying to raise awareness about, and that real on the nose thing is what I never want to do. I always want to do against and different from. So as the landscape changes, as I change, I'm still against. It's still not against in a negative way, but I'm still looking for the different way to look at it. And so as things yeah. change, it just, that's going to change. But that in a way to me is consistent. So yeah. I can answer your can question say. for you. Uh, just by telling you, uh, so this is the top charts for podcasts right now. So number one is unlocking us. 
with uh, Brene Brown, number two, is Joe Rogan Experience, number three, uh, Pastor with No Answers with Joey Svensson. And so <laughs> we fucking blew it. We blew it. We had yeah, everything. That's and fair For whatever yeah. reason, no, nobody talks about it for whatever. I don't know what the hell happened. I show up at work every day, and one day somebody's not there. I don't know. I just keep trying to my, I keep my nose to the ground. So keep trying to work. I don't know what's happening. So, but maybe if we'd have stuck with it, we'd have been, I mean, we could have been in the top five. I don't know. Shit. <laughs> I think um, if I could weigh in briefly, you've got to follow the thing that you want to work on. So I, my first real podcast was depolarized and it went well, it grew. I think that it was helpful for people. It was helpful for me, but I just recognized that I did not want to do that. I just couldn't talk about politics that much. It like wore me down. It made me anxious. And I was like, I can't do it. I really want to talk about faith stuff. So I'm just going to switch. And I think that people respond to that because I think I'm making a better show now than I was when I was just still trying to depolarize, but kind of make it about what I wanted it to be about. So, well, we'll do it about evangelicals because that's a voting block. Yada, yada, yada. You just got to go for it and say, oh, actually, I want to do this thing instead. The topic is is kind of a. Is is kind of a red herring, I think, on on podcast. I, I really, really think that. I think you could take any, you could take Chris D'Elia that Lunsford likes and give him a different topic. It would still be the same, right? If you yes. did a cooking show, it'd be well, whatever. It'd be the same. Yeah. And so you, you know, you could look at it this way: if you came to the Bad Christian Podcast to get tips for what X Y Z and right on the no stuff, well, yeah, it changed a ton. But you guys sitting here, you know, I could ask it back to you. Are me and Toby different than we ever were? I mean, we have different beliefs. We have different thoughts. We talk about different topics. But are we actually different? No. No, I don't think so. No. I mean, you could say yes if I wasn't trying to trap you there to, no. To, to, no. for points. But, no. I mean, is you it the consistency? You guys your you know? neuroses. <laughs> <laughs> There's no changing. No changing you know what now. I think? One of the interesting things about it has been there have, there was always people who would listen to the podcast and have this vibe that made me – it really used to piss me off where they thought they knew where we were headed when I didn't know. Right. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. You know, and it's it, it, it was always this feeling of, well, you guys are moving in a direction, and you, I, I hate that. And I find it condescending, and I'm sure I do it to other people, but it's like, oh, I see where you're headed. You know, you're on a, you're on a journey. You're on a path. You'll, soon you'll see this, and soon you'll see this. Like, fuck you. No, I believe in the inerrancy or whatever. But they, you know, those sometimes people can see yeah. things a, a, a ahead of you, and you resist that as hard as you can. But you know that that that's well, I think that's real. Things like things like podcasts, specifically your guys' podcast. I'm sure there's lots more that I don't know about, but I don't I don't feel like many things or entertainment or, or pieces of art, whatever you want to call it. Not many of those things are. They don't change within the one aspect of what they are. You know what I mean? So like. If they do a specific podcast about movies or comedy or whatever, you know, they're not going to change their mind or opinion as extremely throughout this podcast or throughout the album or throughout the movie or whatever. But literally, the Bad Christian Podcast has been only about how can we change our minds. That's right. You know what I mean? So everybody who's not quite there yet, they see this as like, whoa, episode one to episode 290. It's like different people. So there's different, you know, there's people who are not where you guys are tracking. So that's what I, that's basically my question is like, there's all these people who were not where you were or didn't want to be where you were or, or not even looking to change their beliefs necessarily. They just want to, Oh yeah, we're talking about, 
because I, I don't like mega churches or whatever. Yeah. So you guys have evolved whatever you've evolved into personally and as a podcast. And so it's unlike many other things, it, everybody can view it from start to finish. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. They're you know le- what I mean? Leaning into the discomfort there. And that they- seems un- uncommon is what my point is. I appreciate that, Devin. Dan, how do you like that for sincerity? Thank you, Devin, for actually bringing up a real point. (laughs) This is why Devin and I connect so much. Yeah. Yeah, you know. We're on on tour or at the conference or something like that. Devin and I will just, you know, step away for 15, 20 minutes and just talk about, like, something really beautiful in the world. (laughs) And you guys... And we do it so stealthily, we don't upset. Yeah, yeah you can't let it. We get don't ruined. upset the larger like, yelling thing that you guys are doing. We just do our thing, talk about something nice, and then we. That's okay, one of those times. Yeah, that's one back. of those times. I, I send Dan a text. I'm like, Dan, Waffle House, 11:30 p.m. Yeah, Every, everybody's like, yeah. "Where'd Devin go? He's gone." Yeah. Oh, what do you think the insecurity is from from the the uh, McDonald Lunsford Toby and I? Do you think we all deflect sincerity or something like that? Yeah, is that is that the way it feels from? <laughs> yeah, well, I but I, mean, I grew I grew up with brothers, and so I'm used to being around a bunch of dudes, and I I honestly feel sincere emotions and warmth from the sarcasm and the yeah. ribbing and the teasing. Like that to me is like it is the the language of love that I experienced growing up. And my brothers and I are very loyal to each other. We'll go to bat for each other. We'll stick up for each other when it counts, when it comes down to it. But we're not we're not in need, in desperate need of pleasantries. And I always feel like people who are who are a little uncomfortable if things aren't pleasant enough are just kind of needy and and kind of you don't I don't know can't trust them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I feel comfortable you can't tri- around you. Can't around you trust sincere people, is your claim? No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Okay. Too sincere. Yeah, I don't know. Like you got to be able to have fun. I mean, there's 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 a lot of psychology to it too. It's like, can I tease you and rib you and talk a bunch of shit, and you're still going to be there? You're not going to get upset mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. when shit hits the fan, potentially, um, are you gonna like COVID nineteen? My- like COVID nineteen? Are you going to stand by my side, <laughs> like Dan Coke did when I was filling out my will? Said, yeah, I'll be an alternate backup to parent your orphan children. If you die. <laughs> Are you going to no be joke. there? That's real. Take the fucking can... kids, Dan. Take the fucking <laughs> Take kids. The kids. He did. He's he, he he said that on the thread that we talk a lot of shit on. But I just mean like the ribbing and the teasing and everything. It's just, it's just this test loyalty. And if you can take it and handle it, and you hang in there, then when shit really hits the fan, you can go. I trust that that person's going to be there when I need. Yeah, it. I think I'm with you on that. I I can take it is the thing. I've always been able to. My dad has always been able to. We're just like, we're the guy in the friend group that uh, dishes it out the least is maybe one way of saying it. And we're maybe like, we're most likely to want to transition to something sincere because we're working on something sincere. I mean, for, for those who have listened to You Have Permission, it is nothing if not sincere. That is not a show about... Like it's not it's not comedy it's not entertainment it's like uh, triage for a certain kind of wounding in the church or whatever and that's just like where I feel more comfortable I I have been thinking about this and we've been talking about it a little on the thread and and Carter you and I were texting as well on the side and didn't tell you guys because I didn't want to hurt your feelings because I'm oh, so shit. fucking sincere um, but 
I yeah, Dan, do think Dan sides me sometimes when it gets out of hand. Yeah. Slides in your DMs. Like, what is going on? Slide, slide into those Carter DMs. But like, I, I do think some of it is just personality. I don't want to. I don't want to um, be high and mighty about it. I don't think it's all. I don't think it's like really moral. Most of it. It's like. It's your appetite for certain kinds of stimulation, I think. And yeah. and I just get exhausted by the irony more quickly. And I think I like I, I, I struggle with a little messianic complex. I know my dad does, you know, so I, I think of myself as like a part of the solution, and the solution is usually not sarcastic. You know, it's usually more direct. Uh and and also That's like, just like the, I your don't, opinion, man. <laughs> but oh yeah but also like i love like really dark films like i i just really love like sitting with like massive pain and like historical calamity and like learning about the holocaust and stuff like that so i wonder if there's a part of me that just and maybe that's what eventually led me to become a therapist which i'm on my way to is like i got i kind of like being in that space yeah, and you're I gonna love 2020 then Hold on, Lunsford, is that an ambulance outside your window? No, it's, it's a cop that almost pulled over my house, and now he's turning around and turned his sirens off. I'm sorry. Domestic abuse? Uh, not, you know yeah, what, Lunsford? I, I, I just thought, fuck, this is it. What is? <laughs> well, Lunsford said, "What? what's one more thing I could ruin? And he thought, this episode. Yeah. <laughs> he gets hauled off in handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> My son's at my bedroom door right now, pounding on it. So. Yeah, my kids that. are breaking in too. That might be our yeah. signal. What? <laughs> anybody got anything else they want to say or, as we come to the close of number five hundred? Uh, thanks for having us, man. Yeah, yep. thank you. Mean thank the close of the podcast, here. right? Your last and final of the show. the final. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is it. Yeah. We this we won't see you next week. <laughs> this is the this is the heaven scene in Lost. Is that right? Yeah, yeah this is the, the heaven scene in Lost. It's just <laughs> all positive. Like saying, hey, I love hey, you. Hey, Toby, I'm you. sorry for everything. I love you. Yeah. I love you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, I, I see hey. you later. Hey. We got kids breaking. Hi, Jerry. <laughs> all right. So uh, uh like Dan said, Dan's podcast is called You Have Permission and Matt McDonald's band just put out a record at I mean he Lunsford style, the worst possible time ever. you could have done it. Like you should have called your record Lunsford. <laughs> The new classic crime record entitled As Cities Burn. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's our last record ever. <laughs> but you can find it on Spotify and all those good places. So make sure you're checking that out. And yeah, man, I can't believe it. 500. I, I'm going to bed. It's, it, this is it. I don't know if I don't know if there'll be a 501 or not. I guess we'll wake up tomorrow and see. But uh yeah, this is pretty awesome. Thank you guys for all being here. Love you yeah, guys. Thank you. Hey man. Love you. Hey, just stay safe, thanks, everybody. Thank you so fucking much for having me. Like, <laughs> That's very sincere. And I, I, I mean that. I just fucking mean that, man. A lot of y'all haven't heard. <laughs> There's this virus going around. <laughs> A lot of y'all haven't heard. There's this virus going around. Brown, 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 brown. There's this virus going around. But the bad Christian podcast is here for you, even if you 